0: Face it, Annie, politics are all about ego, popularity, and parlor tricks. Don't kid a lawyer.
1: Well, if I see one, I won't. morning Morning, greendale Greendale. i'm mike and i'm ben and these are your morning announcements today we're talking about community season two episode 17 intro to political science Uh, knowing that this
0: episode has a lot of politics in it let's not let's not take any time and go directly into outsourcing mike's bits here's the good shuffle all right good shuffle and we got the Mm -hmm. good music and here's what we got Alright, I'm pulling the top one off. Oh, this is going to be an interesting energy for this podcast that we are doing. What would be the creepiest thing you could say while passing a stranger on the street? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Thank you, you, what the heck, deck? I will say what the heck on this one.
1: I feel like this is a question that is impossibly uh, multi-faceted. Because... You could go in a lot of very disgusting sure. and disturbing directions with it. Oh, sure, right? I mean, you could go with some explicitly sexual sort of things. Sure, but that's not um, funny. You could be like, you could talk, you could say something about like the 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 taste of human skin or something like really creepy, like that. Yeah, um, this is
0: this is not a funny card. I'm could,
1: mad. At it. You could just straight up. Be like i'm a clown on wednesdays and then like you know just this something is how
0: you tell me man
1: something that is rather pointless but like out of context it's like wait why why are you telling like you're walking by someone and you're just like i'm a clown on wednesdays no that sounds like more freaking Uh, JRPG stuff Where you walk into a town And you're just like Hey guy what's up And they're like I'm a clown on Wednesdays (laughs) Like
0: (laughs) The best RPG JRPGs in the world Start with that
1: Because JRPGs Are just like You walk into town And people just Tell you non sequiturs Very personal non sequiturs About their life Or Things about local politics Right Like Times sure are tough ever since uh, the mayor changed that law. And then you're like, oh, okay, cool. What law? Like, this is maybe, like, story-related. And, and then, then the next guy's again. like, I'm a clown on Wednesdays.
0: <laughs> you're like, I guess it's not about the law, huh?
1: It, and so or you'll like, go
0: to the guy, it's like, I've heard a lot of weird things coming
1: from the river at night. And that's it. No quest. Right?
0: Just kind of a weird thing to say.
1: And then the next guy is like, what? what am I going to tell my boss about the fact that I ate potatoes uh, over the weekend? And they're like, what does this have to do with anything? Why are you telling me this guy? this flavor
0: text isn't even all that flavorful.
1: Like, is this a, is this a bad translation from the original game? Like why, why does this doesn't make sense?
0: You look it up and it's not, it is exactly perfect translation. It's like, who, who would have this conversation with their boss?
1: right um unless okay, it's I'm gonna their look up,
0: famous potato recipe what is happening
1: i'm gonna look up weirdest jrpg town's person text okay and see um uh okay this is just a bunch of great jrpg games um sure this is this is a bad Google search. Weirdest, uh, no J R P G towns person. Um,
0: w- while we're we're searching that, I want to I want to offer you a thought that is podcast related about this creepiest thing that you could say while passing a stranger on the street. Is it I
1: have a podcast? <laughs>
0: uh, no, like but it, it's like, very and good. <laughs> like and subscribe
1: on iTunes.
0: <laughs> like and subscribe. Hey there. You want to outsource my bits?
1: Uh, yeah, it's creepy, right? Okay. It
0: makes me it makes me second guess uh actually uh naming it that.
1: This is the thing that made you question using that as the title for this bit. <laughs> okay.
0: Of course people now want it on t-shirts. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Uh yeah, this is just returning like what does JRPG stand for? Mm -hmm. Uh, what, uh, here's some of the best JRPGs. I'm like, I don't need to know any of that. What I'm looking for is I want to find that guy in the town in like the fourth village in Final Fantasy four. That's like, uh, potatoes sure are tasty and you're like why why are you why is everyone talking about potatoes in this Mm -hmm. town guy
0: i I did a search and then there's of course the uh the shorts boy in uh pokemon who says
1: hi i like shorts
0: they're comfy and easy to wear Uh
1: uh-huh see okay like that's a that's a imagine some you're walking down the street and someone is like i like shorts they're comfy and easy to wear and they just tell you this straight up to your face that's weird yeah, it's like...
0: And then it's like, time to Pokemon battle you! It's like, wh- what?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter, fa- listeners tw- on Twitter, tweet at us, the weirdest video game NPC things ever, mm-hmm. because g- Google has been unhelpful, mm-hmm. and we need those good weird things in our life. Agreed. Um. So... I don't think I have anything else to add about. Yeah, I think the, I
0: think I think this bit has run its course.
1: Not the outsourcing
0: Mike's bits bit.
1: What if you went up to somebody and was mm-hmm. like, I think this bit has run its course <laughs> They'd be like, What the hell are you talking about?
0: Now it's just like what are you gonna say to a person out of context to make them feel weird? Mm-hmm. Which you can do a lot of things uh like you could walk up to somebody and be like i dreamed i was a regular president and then they'll be <laughs> like okay
1: and that cool. is a perfect segue to get into season two episode 17 intro to political science it's a community episode it's not a video game the episode starts out in the study room pierce's is, is regaling everyone with a joke about his time being in rehab for all those
0: mm-hmm. pain
1: pills that he was on. He's sure. he's clean now. He's out of the hospital. And everyone is living their best life, I guess. Sure.
0: Um, I'm assuming we're not going to discuss the comparing of penises size?
1: Well, his his joke is about uh, comparing penis size. So, okay. so I don't we have anything... Th- th- I don't have anything else to add to it. It's just he's he likes comparing dick size I, sure. with other dudes, I, with famous I mean, dudes.
0: Yeah, Tom Sizemore specifically. Uh, I do appreciate that Troy's like, oh, man, I want to go to rehab and compare penises with famous people. And Pierce is like, all in good time, kiddo.
1: Okay, so let's back up on that one for a second, because he can't even talk to LeVar Burton about normal things. Yes. He cannot say to LeVar Burton, hello, LeVar <laughs> Burton, I am a huge fan. Sure. Let alone being in rehab and being like, uh, hello, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of someone who'd be in rehab. Um, but I don't follow celebrity I mean, anything.
0: If, if we remove rehab and it's just, you're in a, in a bathroom when
1: okay. you're both using the urinals. Uh-huh. Hello. As, hello, Nathan Fillion. I am a huge sure. fan. As you can mm-hmm. see from my dick. Because I'm standing next to you at a urinal, like I I'm now comparing my dick <laughs> size to your size, Nathan Fillion. Uh, how, like, sure. Like that's I mean I know that like he he has gone on record as saying that like he Levar Burton is like a hero, and there's sure. going to be different levels of celebrity worship. But like right. how how can you go from like I cannot say hello Levar Burton to be like sup Nathan Fillion my dick's bigger than yours.
0: I I like to think of it for Troy as an ambition of his to be able to break past that kind of thing to then be able to compare penises.
1: Okay, so like you work your way up, you you go from being unable to talk to being like, oh, I loved you in that thing I saw you Mm -hmm. in to being like, sup, my junk is bigger than yours.
0: Right, yes. The classic three-stage plan.
1: Classic, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so they are all about to start actually studying anthropology and they do, they clearly do not want to do this <laughs> <laughs> They're very hesitant. They're like chapter four. Uh-huh. And they're, then, they're, like, it, they barely, they barely know how to open their textbooks. Like they're, they're just like, I guess we just take one side, you open up the, te- like they sure. barely know how to do this. And then I, I, <sighs> The dean comes in and they're just like, oh, thank God.
0: I feel like they're like, something is going to interrupt us. Might as well not even try. <laughs> the dean's going to come in or something nonsensical is going to happen. So, And then the dean pops in and they're right. Um, he has th- uh, very exciting news. Uh, then Vice President Joe Biden is on a tour of community colleges around the country. And at 5 p.m. today, he's stopping at Greendale.
1: It's part of the Biden time talking about teaching tour, which Breda points out is folksy yet progressive. The
0: Dean does say he does walk that line.
1: Uh, So yeah, at five o'clock he's going to be at Greendale. He's supposed to shake the hand of the Dean and the, the uh, president of the student body. The problem is there is no student body. And Abed says that he has been noticing people covertly surveilling campus must mm-hmm. be secret service uh which we Jeff, met, like everyone's yeah, like Jeff
0: doesn't it's like oh i'll cu- oh, bet i hope your your show can come out on dvd so we can all see it and then a janitor outside like we've been made and runs off
1: so i like how you did the like talking into your wrist motion on video uh-huh. despite the fact that no one will see that
0: well you did was it good for you, my friend? Oh man, that's another one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a thing you could you could walk up to someone and say, "Was it good for you, my friend?" And then they'll be like, "Okay, that, that's creepy." I wish he was talking about potatoes and his boss because that'd be less mm-hmm. creepy. So uh, Annie decides that she wants to run because, of course, it's a very Annie thing to do. Sure, and. Uh,
0: She has ideas on how to improve Greendale. Um, I will also, I do want to back up and there is some funny stuff about the Dean uh, because he's not exactly sure what he's going to wear to this whole thing. It's like, I guess I can borrow my sister's Uncle Sam outfit. It's tailored for women, but at this, at this hour, I have to do it. And Jeff's like, you could not dress up like Uncle Sam or you Mm -hmm. could admit you don't have a sister.
1: So, yeah, uh there's some some quick exchanges here that I'm just gonna gloss over, but basically, they're all trading barbs about how like mm-hmm. Jeff is being classic pessimistic self about uh, Annie running for for uh, sure. student body president, and uh so there is a there's notches in the table that each sure. person has made where Abed has classic wingers for for clever things. Jeff says Jeff has ab mentions for when people mention his Mm -hmm. abs and Troy has notches for just making notches. He just loves to make notches. It's a good, uh, it's a good joke. I do. I think it's a little weird, like, because that sort of implies he is noticing everyone else secretly making those notches. Right.
0: Or maybe he's, he's just like, we get that Yes, and been like, oh, man, everybody's making nachos. That's a great idea. I'm going to make some nachos. Or he's just like, I think it would be funny to make some nachos. I'm going to make some nachos. And we then keep label them nachos, as nachos.
1: And it makes me want some nachos.
0: Uh huh. We had nachos for dinner last night. It was real good. Uh-huh. I, I, I
1: was home-made like, oh, I'm so jealous. Nachos. Except for the fact that I made my very good, famous homemade lasagna. And oh. that was also very good. <laughs> We've
0: made each other jealous of each other
1: uh excellent just like best friends do good job and then this is where I mean, that, if we were I, in person we'd do the abed troy sure. like hand slap thing i
0: mean i will um, say that abed makes troy jealous in this episode so
1: britta won't shut up about how there is no good system of government and they all just shut her down yeah immediately we cut to the primaries, where the dean, as previously mentioned, is wearing uh, his sister's Uncle Sam outfit, which is very clearly cut for women. Mm-hmm.
0: We got we got we got short shorts and we got uh, high heels and uh, a, a plunging
1: uh, a chest line or neckline. It's kind of a lot, um, but you know, I, yeah. I think he pulls it off.
0: Um, and I, I will every-
1: I will say specifically because I was looking for it specifically because I was like, we're going to have to talk about this outfit on the podcast. The shorts do leave very little to the imagination. Yes. In, in the crotchular area
0: in the action zone, if you will.
1: So that is sort of my one thing about this getup where I'm like, maybe, maybe leave a little bit more to the imagination, please. Dean. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I'm not I'm not going to police his his outfit. It's fine as long as it adheres to school dress code policy, then that's fine.
0: Ooh, that is a good angle I hadn't thought about. Does does the dean <laughs> I hope the dean isn't breaking his own rules.
1: I'm going to assume Greendale Community College does not have particularly good uh dress code policy. Uh and my reason for that is Vaughn, because Vaughn repeatedly oh, walked yeah. around with no shirt, exposing his tiny nipples. Mm-hmm. He repeatedly went places without shoes. Uh sure. so he was a walking, no shirt, no shoes mm-hmm. guy. And yet um, he was
0: still getting service. He was
1: still getting service. Uh yeah. So I don't I don't think that. I don't think that Greendale Community College really has a a particularly like strict dress code by any sense of the word. So I think I think the dean yeah, by the I think the negative is legit. dress
0: zone is supported. So yeah, I think you're right mm-hmm. about that.
1: hmm. Um hell, Leonard was in the pool totally naked, and he still goes to this school. So it's true. It is true.
0: <laughs> in fact, he's one of the people that lines up next to the ice cream machine to run for president.
1: Yeah, the way that this system works is literally just... Not well. Be- because because they <laughs> literally need to get a student body president before 5 p.m. today.
0: Yeah, all this so, all this election is happening today with very little time between stages.
1: So it is literally like, okay, if you want to run, get in line next to the ice cream machine we will say a few words about you and then if people clap you get into the primaries like (laughs) it's it's that easy and uh yeah so there's there's quite a line uh there annie has asked jeff to put up campaign flyers which he has technically done
0: yes but they're all in one spot, and it's they're not uh, re, uh, visible very well at all because it's a duct tape X in front of it, which is like well, I can't read what it
1: says. Maybe she—I was gonna say maybe she should have been more specific, but like Jeff maybe is Je- just being an ass. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe Jeff, Jeff could should be less of an, an ass. ass. <laughs>
0: Could you hang these up for me? It's kind of understood what the flat, what a flyer uh-huh. is, especially, especially because Jeff does know it, and he's just being an
1: ass. Because like, there's a part of me that's like, come on, Annie, you should know better. But also, I'm like, maybe Jeff, may just just be like slightly less of an ass for once <laughs> in your life.
0: I mean, for Jeff a does friend. kind of, yeah, Jeff does crank up the assitude on this one because he's kind of the antagonist.
1: Well, I mean, he he definitely is because he specifically and repeatedly calls the entirety of politics, uh, uh, he, he actually says, and I quote, politics are all about ego, popularity, and parlor tricks. Mm-hmm. So he clearly does not have a good impression on politics in general. Sure. So I think that's what's making him more of an ass in this episode. Because he is like, okay, Annie is getting really excited about a thing that I think is inherently dumb. And Jeff repeatedly, like, one of his character traits is that if he thinks a thing is dumb for him, it is not a worthwhile thing for anybody. Right. Therefore, he does not need to be nice about it to Annie Mm -hmm. at all. And so he's not and he hangs up the flyers and one big thing and then specifically points it out to Annie to be like, see, I did the thing like he's he's being a, a jerk by yeah. choice.
0: This is yeah, it's all w- what Jeff is. He, he has an agenda and he's going to play to it. He, uh, he, he is also the whitest white man uh, talking about how the nihilism of politics. It's like my man. I get you uh, on Greendale's student body. I get that it's not. This one's more of a sham than most. But like the actual politics is, you know, has impacts just past ego.
1: Right. Um, I do also like that he went after he gives his like politics all about ego popularity and parlor tricks. He says, "Don't kid a lawyer," and she says, "Well, if I see one, I won't." I love this Annie moment because it is such a fierce freaking Annie moment where she is just like, bam, punched to the gut. You can see it in Joel McHale's face in the way he plays Jeff Winger in this in this moment where like he looks like he just got punched in the stomach. Like Mm -hmm. he is like, oh, snap. Annie actually brought it she's the last person I ever expect to bring it. Maybe, maybe a little bit more than Troy, Uh, (laughs) but like, she's basically the last person I expect to, to actually bring like some brass knuckles to this fight. And then she does. And he's just like, Oh damn. Like the, he, everything, everything based that he does for the rest of the episode is based on this one moment because she has punched him in the gut metaphor metaphorically metaphorically so hard by being like well if i see a lawyer then i won't right
0: yeah his whole rest of the episode is like i have to get her back for this
1: uh so garrett goes up uh he really didn't want to run he just wanted some ice cream so he got in line uh-huh. and people vote him in so it's because- fine he's
0: Go to the primaries. We also get Vicky, uh, portrayed by Danielle Kaplowitz, and she gets into the primaries as well, even though all we get to n- learn about her right now is that she's wearing a yellow coat and a hat.
1: Uh, and has a backpack.
0: Ah, uh, yes. I, they didn't mention the backpack. I was going off of more what was stated. But she is also a girl, as is referenced mm-hmm. by Troy later.
1: That's all the things we know about Vicky. Uh, but it, I think this is the first time we see Vicky. I think I this is her introduction. Is. Um I do I do enjoy Vicky. She is uh she's a good uh tertiary character, I think. Um This
0: episode feels very much of like everybody else's like we sideline at quite a few of the main characters to have like side characters take the stage.
1: Yeah, Shirley again is basically not in this one. Britta exists long enough to complain about how politics works. And like that's it those are their those are their appearances. Yeah.
0: Pierce barely has anything to do either.
1: Meanwhile, Abed gets randomly searched by Secret Service, and they're like, "How did you know we were here?" Mm-hmm. He replies with. He's used to being the only observer, so that's how he noticed other observers.
0: Right. And the uh the special agent there is a a woman and a man. The woman is Robin Vollers played by Eliza Coop, known best for a main role in season 9 of Scrubs and and also the entirety of Happy Endings.
1: I didn't and watch that seasons of Scrubs, so that's fine.
0: Yeah, it's the bad season <laughs> of Scrubs. Uh which not not to her. She 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 did the job, so good for her. Um, and happy endings from everything I've heard is good. Um, and Keen, uh, special agent Keenlin played by Mark Richardson, best known for dear white people. Um, yes. So, uh, uh, Volers is like, we're not used to being noticed. And Hobbit's like, that sounds kind of sad. And Keenlin comes up. It's like, he's clean.
1: He does though say that he, uh, he could have, he could issue a warning About the bootleg copy of the Last Airbender, and Abed is just like, "Oh, where were you a week ago?" And I love that he (laughs) turns to Agent Voler and like he has this big smile on his face, like he knows that this is clever because it's clever. It's a good joke, like fantastic joke by Abed, and they don't do anything. And you can kind of see that, like, oh, I'm not getting any accolades for dunking Mm -hmm. on the uh, M Night Shyamalan's the last airbender uh, right. which in fairness everyone has already dunked upon so like it's low hanging fruit at this point sure. my dude but well
0: i mean back then it wasn't now it is <laughs>
1: uh but yeah so like and also just a you know good dunk on the last airbender which i've sure. never seen because i actually like you know the original
0: <laughs> and you're like i don't i don't want to ruin it accidentally
1: I I was like, so okay, random la- uh, last airbender tangent because they were like, this is gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a live action thing and it's mm-hmm. gonna be made by M Night Shyamalan and I'm like, hold on, a s- what? Okay, that's gonna be real bad. And then I saw the trailer for it and the trailer made it look like actually good. I'm like, oh man, that looks like it could be fun. I. I may have I may have judged this too early, mm-hmm. but I was still uh I was still cautious enough because I'm like I sure. you know, it could be
0: You've been hurt I, before.
1: Exactly, I've been hurt before. And so I was like I will let everyone else see it mm. first. And so I actually had friends who went to the midnight showing oh, of the Last no. Airbender. And they immediately came home, angrily typed up how terrible (laughs) it was on Facebook. Oh, I
0: can can feel that anger.
1: I woke up the next day to like four different rants about how bad it was on Facebook the next day. And I'm like, all right, cool. Guess I won't be seeing that. And to this day, I have never seen it except for the little bits that I saw once when I was at a sushi restaurant and they were playing it for some reason on the tv and uh so i caught little (laughs) clips of it with no audio and that's the extent to which i have seen m night Shyamalan's the last airbender so there you go
0: i have follow-up questions but the only one i'm gonna ask is why were they playing it at the sushi
1: restaurant uh i'm gonna say that it's because it was a trying to be kind of hip sushi restaurant back in Colorado where sushi is not good because it's so far away from (laughs) anywhere (laughs) with like fish. Um, at least like, you know, the fish you'd want to have in sushi. Yeah. And so they're trying to like play it kind of hip. And it was, it was a new, it was a new, uh, restaurant there in Colorado. And like, they're trying to be all hip and they had a, like a big, uh, It was actually like a big projector, so like they just projected it on this blank wall. So it was like Like almost like they were huge screen of like Avatar: The Last. uh, I mean, uh, The Last Airbender. M Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender. And so
0: so it's almost like they were like stationing themselves to be a sports sushi bar.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of. Except instead of showing sports, sports, they showed The Last Airbender by M Night Shyamalan um <laughs> luckily the sushi was better than the last airbender well i should hope so it was pretty decent for colorado sushi i'll All put right. it that way
0: <laughs> so if if you picked up that sushi place and put it in portland it would have closed already
1: oh it would have been uh would have been uh, absolutely closed down for sure Excellent.
0: I'm glad to know the uh the difference in uh sushi's of our of Colorado and Portland.
1: I once thought that you could find good sushi in Colorado. And then I moved to Portland. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, oh my no." Uh where like here we've got like excellent sushi and then like pretty good sushi and back home it's like edible sushi and inedible sushi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, while this is going on, Leonard makes it into the primaries, uh, yes. because we, of course he does. He's Leonard.
0: He only raspberries at the microphone,
1: which is, which is kind of a funny gag. I'd vote for him. I mean, why not? I would at, I would at least clap him into the pl- uh, primary.
0: Yes. I want to hear more about his raspberry, uh, platform. Mm-hmm. Also, if there's a ranked choice vote there, he would be above some of the other people on stage. <laughs> just going to put it that way.
1: I mean, we still know nothing about Vicky, so just throwing that out there. Exactly.
0: that there's so much we don't know about Vicky.:
1: Annie comes up and uh, she gives her speech that's basically like, you know, if elected, I promise to make Greendale the signature community college of the entire three-fourths of the Western Greendale area. She has, you know, hopes. yeah, just ra- raising that bar. Why not? Got to
0: raise the bar as much as she can.
1: And she does. Cause she cannot raise it any further than that. It is because locked it's there, <laughs> <It's Green laughs> is Green locked there exactly. forever.
0: Uh, she makes it in and Britta g- gets the fire within her and runs up on stage yelling, I believe that humankind need not be governed.
1: Nobody claps. Uh, despite the Dean was literally just like, apparently they'll clap for anything. And they right. they do not clap for Britta, uh, which he, he uh, even
0: says, it's good to know that there's a floor in this thing.
1: Uh-huh. Which makes me, it makes me laugh because I literally just changed my uh, Twitter name to uh, my name. And then like, Please clap because I was I'm <laughs> Jibing off of that Jeb Bush energy from 2016.
0: I'm sorry, Jeb.
1: <laughs> I I'm bringing some real please clap energy into 2021.
0: I think that's a that's a, that's certainly an energy to bring into <laughs> into a year.
1: Uh huh. Um, look, we we made it through 2020, and so 2021 is just going to be please clap. <laughs> that's it that's all i've got
0: we did make it through a lot last year but i think
1: i think we're still
0: we're still trudging through as, as literally trudging here in portland as it has snowed
1: jeff comes up and he gives his speech where he says
0: i'm no politician i'm just a fella i think that beer should be cold and boots should be dusty i think 9-11 was bad and freedom well i think that's just a little bit better
1: and of course the crowd eats that up because who doesn't love a good soundbite speech right Mm -hmm. please clap (laughs) 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 maybe not the soundbite you're going for
0: no no uh i would i would posit that freedom is quite a lot better than 9-11 but that's a different discussion
1: uh it cuts to decision gate gateway to election road which is troy and abed's news segment on On closer tv
0: yeah on greendale campus television
1: troy and abed give the rundown there's eight candidates that are in the lead uh it's got some quick cuts between you know uh headshots of each individual with some some data except for vicky uh vicky has no data about her the only thing i actually wrote down is that leonard's uh party affiliation is the Whig party <laughs> which uh <laughs> that's good it's good it's a good it's a good that's deep a cut. good gag yeah um and that garrett's entire list uh is just a list of his allergies mm-hmm. um i believe they, Tro- oh Troy
0: describes garrett as like god spilled the person
1: Yes, exactly. It's just such
0: a funny phrase. That's just a mess. It's like God spilled
1: a person. Uh, so th- there's there's a lot more factual tidbits in those in those things, but they all happen so fast, and I was not about to, I was not about to take some screenshots of those. They're all they're all pretty good though. Yeah, you just got to read them real real fast. So
0: the eight candidates are Annie, Leonard, Starburns, Jeff, Magnitude, Pierce, Garrett, and Vicky.
1: I love that magnitude comes back for this uh, election pop pop.
0: I, I really believe that they they were like it has to be magnitude and it has to we have to figure out some other character to do something <laughs> funny, and because of the way that it ends.
1: So while they're doing this, uh, Abed keeps noticing Special Agent Voler's uh, off uh, looking at at him, and he's looking at her, and this is when Troy is like do you just constantly have your own little side adventures? And he's like, yep. Troy's like, yeah, me, me too.
0: And like, looks, looks jealous. And it's like, oh, it's, it's very, it's very good little moment.
1: So, I mean, obviously we've had some episodes where we see Abed's side adventures, either as part of the plot or in the background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I do also like the idea that this just implies that anytime we don't see Abed on screen, he is doing something cool. Well, I mean, it's Abed, so of course. I mean that, or he's watching like bad horror movies or whatever. But like, there's a there's maybe like a sixty five percent chance when we're not seeing Abed, he is off doing something cool.
0: I I I'm not sure if I love the suggestion that watching bad horror movies is not cool, based on how many bad movie podcasts there are on the internet.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, hell, we're recording this on Valentine's Day, and uh, a friend of mine used to do. Uh, because she hated Valentine's Day, and so she and her husband would do a an annual uh, bad movie Valentine's Day. Uh, I think I okay. mentioned it on Back to the Futurama. So if you listen to our previous podcast, you might uh, you might have already heard this. Just but skip, basically skip
0: by about two seconds. It's fine, or t- twelve minutes. I don't know.
1: <laughs> to skip skip ahead somewhere <laughs> in the range between two seconds and twelve minutes. So, You're welcome. Good job. Uh, so yeah, we watched <laughs> bad horror movies just as a big friends group every Valentine's Day. Um, my favorite of which is one called Cat People, uh, which oh I think uh, I the, remember this. It was the original because apparently they did a remake. Of um, course, it they did. Has a soundtrack. Did. Has a soundtrack by David Bowie, and it is about literally about a woman who. Uh, when she has sex, she turns into a panther. And when she kills people as a panther, she turns into a human. And if that does not get you to watch cat people, nothing will. Because that is the best description for a movie I've ever heard.
0: Wait, so are you talking about the 1942 version? No, because you're... It looks like there was a 1942 version and a 1982 version.
1: Oh, okay. So it wasn't the original. I thought... Okay. So there's...
0: The fact that they made something like that with that kind of plot in 1942 is kind of amazing
1: to me. Uh. Okay. So yes, I was wrong. We, it's the, the remake, the 1982 f- uh, remake, the original 1942... Um uh i don't know if there's any sex in the 1942 version um because it was 1942 and people did not have sex in 1942 that is true Um, no sex was had until about 1975 1960 man hippies were having all kinds of sex
0: here I am forgetting the hippies again.
1: The 60s were full of sex, but definitely not the 40s. No sex was had in the entirety of the 40s. Right. Uh, my bad. Apparently, it's the remake, the 1982. Uh, Wikipedia describes it as the erotic horror film. Uh, Excellent. And um, it's got Ed Begley Jr. in it. So, you know, it's going to be good. Malcolm McDowell, theme song by David Bowie. So, you know, it's great wild it's about a lady who has sex and turns into a panther and then kills people and turns into a human and again if that does not get you to watch this film then i that i mean i guess i could say it has a theme song by david bowie and maybe that'll work but if none of that gets you to watch this film then i don't know what to tell you you're not gonna
0: yeah you're not gonna watch it if you haven't if you've heard everything we've talked about in the last last i guess two seconds to twelve minutes. Um, and you haven't gone to see the movie and stopped us because, uh, of course, we're we're dinguses. Um, I don't know what
1: will. Uh, so, yes, it can be cool to watch bad horror movies. Anyways, that was quite a thing. Um, Back at the debate. <laughs> all the candidates are up there for this debate. Again, keep in mind, this is all happening in a single day.
0: Yeah, this is basically um, probably like an hour later or something at most.
1: They're getting ready for the debate. Jeff leans over to Annie, and he's like, yeah, like people love me. It's almost as if politics are a huge joke.
0: I I noted this as this is the most affluent white dude
1: thing to say ever. Annie responds by saying she will make (laughs) Jeff cry. Put Uh, a pin in that one. We get a quick bring it on, Ponce de Leon, and then I'm gonna, Greg Muldona. She's like... He he's a real guy. He owns a mattress store downtown. You can look it up. Which I like because everywhere, of course, has its own local celebrities of like that's the guy sure. who advertises at two AM on, on channel two. He he's got he's he sells mattresses downtown. Or like, you know, that's the guy who owns Dildopolis, you know. You right. never know. There's always gonna be, you know, like local car dealerships. You're always gonna have those like touchstones where like Everyone in town knows it, but the moment you move somewhere and you're like, Oh yeah, Greg Muldonna He's yeah, he sold he sold mattresses in downtown like, Greendale. Oh, I, I bought I bought um, my
0: car at Ron Tonkin Chevrolet. Who, who's that?
1: And I bought my car at Ron Tonkin Kia. So clearly we could be like, <laughs> Hey, what's bonkin, Ron Tonkin?
0: Ron Tonkin <laughs> sponsored this podcast.
1: This episode of Good Morning Greendale brought to you by Ron Tonkin. <laughs> Kia of Portland, get your well, the, get your 2021 Kia Rio. Is a, that a real car? Yes, Kia Rio is a real car. The Kia, 2021 get your, version is that 2021 Kia Rio for 20. So it is under under signing. Do it lease signing. You Lease mm-hmm. a, a car today. I don't know how you it advertise cars. It has cruise cars. control
0: and a 60 40 split folding rear seat. <laughs> i googled it and started reading some of the stuff
1: uh look if they want to just start paying my car loan uh, for <laughs> exactly talking about them uh i'm cool with that ron tonkin forgive our car loans i don't know how good it's going to be as advertising considering uh every week we get our chart numbers from chartable and it's like you're doing real good in like argentina this week <laughs>
0: Just and think I'm about like, all the great. people from Argentina that's going to come up to Portland, buy a car, and ship it back to Argentina.
1: Yeah, that's that's a real good use of literally everyone's time. Um, <laughs> including ours. Pierce is trying to get into Vicky's head. Uh, he's like, Vicky, Vicky, look at me. Vicky, I'm going to crush you. So the, the first question at the debate that the dean asks is, if elected, what would you do? Which I feel is (laughs) a rather pointless debate question. Sure, because it's like just restate your entire platform in two minutes.
0: It's also vague as hell. Like what we don't know. We as uh, viewers don't know anything. What what is the roles and responsibilities of this specific? position what am you're running for president but annie seems to think that she can balance the budget i don't think she can do that i think that she's a student still
1: all i'm saying is that i i think you know if i were elected uh student body president at greendale community college i'd make sure that there's a chicken in every pot and a kia rio in every garage
0: (laughs) ron Tonkin, we're still looking for that money
1: uh um, <laughs> that sixty forty rear folding seat, man. <laughs> it's it comes in handy. It, it so, just takes so, it up
0: over the top. Everything else so, is just gravy. So
1: often, this is what I know about the Kia Rio. So um
0: <laughs> Uh yes. Annie Annie's running to get the black mole removed from the east stairwell. The ass crack bandit will finally be brought to justice, which I believe is the first reference to the ass crack bandit.
1: It is. Uh, it will, f- little spoiler, but uh, ass, crap, ass Crack Bandit will uh, come back in a later episode. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: just, just imagine that this episode ends with, the Ass Crack Bandit will return. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and she will also balance the school's budget by eliminating administrative redundancies, which the dean says, ah, I'm right here. I love it i i still don't think she has the power to balance the school budget or eliminate anything but fine
1: she almost certainly does not jeff says these people don't want me to say what i'll do they want me to do what i'll say and everyone loves it and he just leans over to annie and he's like they love it when you shuffle the words around which admittedly I think we do. I think we as people I love think, it. I mean, <laughs> I ask so. not what your country can do for you. Ask what, mm-hmm. or ask not what you can do for your country. Ask what your country can do for you. You know, is a good, is a it's a good. It's a good shuffle. A good shuffle.
0: Good soundbite. Like um,
1: I think I think people love it. Like it's it's a classic say, JFK line.
0: It's true. I will say there's a better soundbite coming up, and it's by magnitude who says pop pop.
1: Even more classic political mm-hmm. line.
0: Uh, I I wrote it wrote down that everyone is delighted, including your hosts.
1: Yeah, who wouldn't be? I want to watch in twenty twenty four. As tired as it makes me to realize there will be another presidential election cycle in twenty twenty four, I want to see someone up on that debate stage saying "pop pop."
0: Uh huh. They will get my vote almost instantly. Again, if we Nailed do ranked choice voting
1: while this is going on abed is once again stopped by special agent uh i forgot her name
0: uh, I, uh Volers.
1: i kept wanting to say vorhees and i'm like that's not it
0: <laughs> no
1: no i don't think so uh he is stopped by special agent i literally just forgot her name again this rum and coke is hitting me pretty good <laughs> Volers. Special Agent. It's such Volers. A, it's,
0: it's a weird. It's a. It feels like a name that's very
1: specific. And I keep wanting to say Voorhees, so he's stopped by Special Agent Volers, uh, and she's like, "So why did you have to repeat the first grade?" And he's like, "Well, from what I understand, I had problems with scissors, and you know, blah blah blah. And also, I I found the distinction between duck and goose rather arbitrary." And she says. Couldn't you have just picked the sixth kid every time? That's what I would have done. And I like that we're getting just that little bit of the characterization from special agent volers. Sure. Of like, she and Abed are are kind of kind of kindred spirits a little bit in yeah. that in that fashion. And Abed uh, just responds with, I went with four.
0: Uh, Troy comes up from behind them and says, Boy, you two,
1: get a room. I mean, this is this is some intense obed flirting. I think. It's,
0: I mean, it's it's as good as flirting as I've seen, and, or I've it's done. It's that.
1: It's that, or talk about the entirety of the Saw franchise for two hours. So,
0: it's possible that Special Agent Vollers would be down for that if she wasn't working.
1: Uh, we will never the, know. Maybe they'll do that later. Be like, hey, how about we talk about the Saw franchise for two hours? Mm-hmm. That it's a date.
0: Well, I mean, well, let's, well, let's not go too deep into that yet because we do see some stuff later. Uh,
1: so Pierce's entire platform is quote one high enough to push Vicky off of to her death. Vicky immediately quits. And then Pierce also quits. He was only in it to, uh, force Vicky out because Vicky wouldn't loan him a pencil the other day, which is kind of extreme. Yeah. The Dean even says, Wow. Like, like a parody I, of being evil. I cannot think of any sort of revenge that I would ever take for like, nah, man, uh, you can't borrow a pencil from me. Yeah. Like, you're like,
0: oh, okay. Uh, that makes sense. I'll, I'll unless, see if I can find somebody Unless she else. is
1: literally Scrooge McDucking in a vault of pencils, which, which one, would probably painful. hurts a lot. Yeah. But two, maybe she does. We don't know anything about Vicky. She could be... She could be the heiress to a pencil company fortune. We,
0: I mean, all we know is that she had a, perp, a, 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 a yellow shirt, so she could be saying yes. That being said... Maybe
1: her backpack it, is full of pencils because it's she's true. You the just, heiress you to open a it pencil up, fortune. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I will, I will suggest, though, that if you're Scrooge McDucking into pencils, I would hope that they're not sharpened.
1: Yeah, I would not uh, sharpen them uh, at all. Um, also, if they are number two pencils, you can also take a standardized test while you are, uh, diving into that pool. So, you know, you can really multitask.
0: And when I think about Scrooge McDuck, I think that he multitasks a lot.
1: He, uh, I mean, how else are you going to get that much money? It's letting your money make
0: money for you.
1: I saw a thing on Twitter that was a, a screenshot uh, or a, a like image from one of the scrooge mcduck comics where he was like i'm losing like a billion dollars every day and at this rate i'll be broke in like five years and like dude i you do the math on it and he's like it's like oh cool he owns like four trillion dollars or whatever i don't remember the exact numbers i'm pulling all of those <laughs> out of my butt but it's he, like he
0: owns the entirety of the world's GDP a
1: year. Right. He he's like <laughs> multiple Jeff Bezoses is. He he like it is it is just insane. So, you know, of course you would Scrooge McDuck into that yeah. because at that point Money literally has no meaning anymore, except when you're losing a billion dollars a day and you will eventually be broke in like many years.
0: Yeah, you'll you'll make some steps to stop that. Probably not super quickly. You're like, "Eh, I mean, it's it's on my my list. Um,
1: How do you lose a billion dollars in a day, by the way, repeatedly, like not even just one day, but like you're like, well, I lost a billion (laughs) dollars two days ago lost a billion dollars yesterday lost a billion dollars today probably going to lose a billion tomorrow how I, do you do that as so, a person as a human being and or duck
0: okay first off the the idea of a duck it makes me think that probably Scrooge McDuck is is uh tastier uh eat the rich than Jeff Bezos that's a different discussion <laughs> um i now how to yes, lose a billion right. dollars a day is probably you have a mo- you money in a fund that is you're losing valuation. So it's you're playing a little fast and loose with, a. I, I lost a billion dollars. You lost a billion dollars of valuation of the stock that you own
1: is my Maybe, guess. maybe it's because someone came to, to clean out the pool and they drained the pool and then didn't refill it with money. And they just went off with that money because I it's, see it's where he yeah. keeps his money in a pool instead of like, I was going to say bank. a bank. But what kind of bank <laughs> can actually store that much money?
0: On Here's the joke. The pool is a bank. If you're storing money in it, th- I'm sure the pool will be like, we'll give you some interest on this.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Um, if you have that much money and you make like 0.001% interest annually. You're still like,
0: making a lot of money.
1: <laughs> you're still making so much money. Okay. Yeah. Why are we still talking about Scrooge McDuck? I cannot...
0: It- <laughs> I thought when you said if you have that much money, I was like, okay, we're doing the Patreon pitch now. If you have that much <laughs> money, why don't why don't you drain it out if, of your pool you and have, into
1: Patreon? If you have so much money that you can afford to lose billions of dollars a day and not immediately go broke, why not why not up your Patreon pledge to at least like <laughs> ten bucks? Come on, yeah,
0: you could <laughs> if you've got that much money, you could probably afford it.
1: You could also afford a 2021 Kia Rio
0: with cash, no all money down, no no loan
1: needed. That forty sixty split uh, seat in in the back uh, for extra cargo space when you need it.
0: I really love the fact that I looked up one thing and then we're gonna just nail it down every time.
1: It's the only thing I know about the Kia Rio. Um,
0: to, should I look it back up and see if we've got anything? It probably has Keela's entry.
1: Uh, no, I, I know everything I need to know about the Kia Rio <laughs> to sell it effectively. <laughs> Annie wants to clean up Greendale. It, it's weird that
0: Ron Tonkin has named you their number one salesperson of the year. But I'm, <laughs> I'm proud of you, friend. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you.
1: Annie wants to clean up Greendale. And Jeff says, are you saying that Greendale is dirty? And she's like, well, yeah, I mean, of course, it's Greendale. Like, we exist in this every single day. Of course, we <laughs> like, all know yeah. it's dirty. Jeff's like, and well, then, I
0: think Greendale's the cleanest school in the entire country.
1: Which is a big, big statement, particularly for one that has known black mold in the East Stairwell. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. Uh, then uh, Abed and Troy do a little voiceover. It's like, well, it looks like Jeff has it in the bag. And Annie decides to use what she knows from politics, which is using the read my lips quote from George Bush.
1: Well, so she uses read my lips, but then she also comes up with a rhyme, which is uh, no matter what you're told, we have to clean the mold. because It does
0: turn into a chant, which is very effective.
1: The the other political wordplay you can do, you can shuffle the words or... You can rhyme it. Those mm-hmm. are the two political moves that, that you have as a politician. It's true. That's it.
0: That's it. Those are the only ones. Um the uh Troy and Abed are reporting on this, and the campus is almost evenly divided by between Annie and Jeff. Although the margin of error is 98% and could be higher, they don't know how to do margin of error. They talk to two people at a vending machine.
1: Notably, uh the fact that The only political moves are to shuffle, shuffle words and rhyme them. Mm -hmm. Notably, that's why every politician since 1990 has been a rapper. Every single politician, because like you can't get up there and be like, hey, uh, let's let's talk about, you know, how to fix this country. And then like you, you go toe to toe with with a professional rapper and they're going to come up with some good rhymes. they are going to shuffle those words around. You're going to be it's jamming true. on that wordplay and then you're going to vote for them.
0: It's it's absolutely true and we you know we, you, I feel bad for Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. She was just ahead of her time when she was putting her thing down, flipping it and reversing it. We were we just weren't ready for reversing it at the time.
1: We were not ready for reversing it. We were it. just not ready. Flipping it, sure. You know, putting it down?
0: Yeah. Uh, we all got right. got those things. But reversing it
1: reversing it, God, it i I was not even. I was not prepared for that while they are doing this newscast um Pavel comes up and and tells Abed that uh the dudes in suits are trashing his dorm room mm-hmm. uh he is being investigated as a suspicious suspect
0: uh volers does say it's a random spot check when Abed gets there. And ask Keeneland to bring the car around. And once once he leaves, Abed's like, what are you looking for? She's looking for fertilizer, car battery, PVC piping, some, anything suspicious. And Abed's like, are, am I suspicious? Or do you wish that I was suspicious to have more of an excuse to see more of me?
1: Yeah, they, they share this weird moment. Um, this very weird moment. Mm-hmm. And then as she's leaving the room, she's like... I'm sorry, weren't into more obvious potential threat to the country, and then leaves the room, which is true romance, true. really. I can
0: think of nothing more romantic on this, the Valentine's Day. Um, Not when you're listening to it, but when we're recording it.
1: Yes. So uh, back at the debates, Annie is really upset at Jeff because she feels that he's going to split the vote and then Starburns will win it. Mm-hmm. But luckily, Annie has an audio, visu- audio visual presentation that th- she thinks will really take this uh, whole thing and uh, flip it and reverse it.
0: Exactly. Because we're ready for it now.
1: We're ready uh, for it now. Starburns immediately withdraws because. He's worried
0: that his political career will shine
1: a negative light on his drug dealing career. I mean, the man knows what he's about. Like I, I do love burns. the fact that he
0: just announces it to everyone on a microphone, but fair.
1: I mean, at this point, everyone everyone at Greendale has to know that Starburns is a drug dealer. It's true. I mean, just look at him with the stars in his burns. Uh, he's he's just out. And then Jeff. So, so the, the next question at the debate is, uh, what is your favorite color? And Jeff says, mine's a three-way tie. Red, white, and blue.
0: Uh, magnitude answers the question with pop pop
1: yeah i like that they call on magnitude and he says pop pop and then they're like yes 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 all right same same question and then he's like yeah same answer pop pop
0: annie's audio visual presentation is here it is a copy of jeff wanger's 1997 audition tape for mtv's the real world Oh well, I guess it would be nice. Imagine B on MTV, so please end the help of me for the real world. Oh, I'm
1: the It is so glorious because you we don't ever get to see Jeff being the fool. Like yes. even, even when he screws up. He still he has does, a cool guy
0: air around him.
1: He has a cool guy air around him. He screws up through sheer arrogance through uh callous cruelty or negligence. Sure. He is never the truly the fool. Right. And in he in this in this audio clip from his 1997 audition tape for MTV's The Real World, he is the fool. Yes. He yeah. is singing a his own version of the song faith uh he is uh, he's dressed up
0: like george michael it's all happening
1: he's got a jacket with the words jeff uh, it looks like just taped on like it's just tape that spells out jeff uh he's dancing around with a guitar it's it's a whole thing. He's got a whole hairdo.
0: Yeah, there's it's a pretty, whole lot of great stuff there. It's
1: pretty glorious. I kinda wish I could have been on set when Joel McHale recorded that.
0: <laughs> that would be great.
1: That because I'm sure that's that-, that seems like a fun day on set.
0: And you know Joel is like, I'm in. This sounds fun.
1: The number of the number of really fun community recording days uh must have been Numerous because the number yeah. of times it's like, all right, for this episode about politics and Joe Biden comes and and also it's uh Abed gets investigated by the Secret Service. Anyways, we need you to dance around with a guitar like you are a nineteen year old in nineteen ninety seven trying to get on MTV's The Real World. Dance around like an idiot and sing about how you want to be on MTV, and then him just being like, all right, cool, and then be like being in that room. While that happens, that sounds legit. I want to be in the room where that happens.
0: <laughs> I would too. Jeff asks Annie where the hell she got it. And Annie's like, who do you want? She asked the audience, who do you want shaking Joe Biden's hand?
1: Me or that? He says that he was 19 and she's like, we've all been 19, Jeff, and none of us have done this.
0: I mean, so my question to you, I mean, is what is nowadays the, the,
1: TikTok? <laughs> yeah, it's true. But so what is, what is the most foolish thing that you did in your 19th year on this planet?
0: Wow. What a, what a question to just throw <laughs> off the cuff, my friend boy. Uh-huh. Uh, well I was in uh college, uh-huh. so probably a lot, um, I was still in the dorms. I mean, I uh, did a whole lot of dumb stuff.
1: I so I
0: went. I feel to like I I've definitely made fun of one of my wife's friends when she was in college. That might not have been when I was nineteen, though. We'll go with it, though. I okay. I, I was kind. I could be kind of a jerk sometimes when people rub me the wrong way.
1: I was in art school so I did weird things and so I had this pair of shoes that was really comfy and got some pretty big holes in them and I was not prepared to let them go and so I duct taped them and sure. then I was like well okay I've like duct taped these like two patches of shoes I'm just going to you know what I'm just going to duct tape the entirety of these shoes Okay. So every, everything but you the bottom cuz you know. You got to make I it don't,
0: look <laughs> consistent.
1: I don't want to lose all that tread on the bottom of those shoes. But I I duct-taped every other part of those shoes. So my shoes were bright silver. Uh they were ridiculous and I walked around college, my college campus in those shiny silver tennis shoes.
0: Now I have a question for you. Yes. How cool did you think you looked? At the time. At the time.
1: So I knew, even at the time, I knew that it was not a thing that like cool people did, but I was not interested in being cool because I Ah, was an art student and I was weird and avant-garde and that was fine. And so I knew straight up that it was like a weird thing. I I wasn't like, I'm going to impress everyone with these, these duct tape. And it wasn't even like,
0: I think they look cool. Screw everybody else. It was more like, I know these look weird, but I'm an art student. I guess I'll, I'm just going to live with it.
1: Exactly. So yeah, I, I knew straight up they were not, they were not cool. Um, and also they were just, they were constantly disgusting because like you couldn't, since I didn't like cover the bottom, the very edge on like yeah. the where, where the side meets the bottom of the shoe sure. was just frayed, gross duct tape that picked up dirt and mud and like disgusting things. I would not recommend doing this to your shoes, mm-hmm. not only for like, it's not cool, but also just, it makes your shoes constantly gross all the time forever. Sure.
0: I bet there is a video on the internet, a life hack video, that's like, you could duct tape your shoes. And you, you're you here saying, no, do not duct tape your shoes.
1: I'm looking up how to duct tape shoes. Um, how to make duct tape shoes, part one. It's a 20 minute YouTube video. Oh, man. Um. Whoa, this is like straight up like uh shoes made entirely out of duct tape including the laces
0: wow that's a lot
1: wow yeah okay um
0: (laughs) we went further down this rabbit hole than i think either of us really thought we were gonna do i did
1: not i did not expect to be googling duct tape shoes right now um (laughs) okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna send you a picture
0: it wasn't when I was 19 but since I'm talking about things that I we're talking about things uh I was inducted into a honors fraternity at my college um but somehow I missed the the oh wow
1: so I did I did that but not uh the shoelaces uh but every I I, the entire rest of my shoes looked exactly like that You know um, I won't say they don't it look It was it was a lot. They it don't was look a lot.
0: Cool but they look interesting. I'll put it that way anyway. So not my 19, but definitely a, one thing I regret. Um, I I was inducted into an honors fraternity. I was probably around nerd. when I was like 20. Yeah. I was a computer science nerd. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, this is gr- coming from the guy who was just like, I duct taped
1: my whole shoes. So continue.
0: <laughs> so yeah, somehow I, I mistimed it or misunderstood or something because I just showed up in a t-shirt. Everybody else had like, you know, suits and dresses on and I felt like an idiot. Good job. You did. It it. was on, it was, we had a, uh, on Radford campus, uh, Radford university, go Highlanders. Woo. um, There is a one really, really tall building. It's 12 stories, 12 or 13 stories. It's okay. massive for nothing else is that tall. It's like, why is that so big? Um, but it's like all dorms, which explains why. Um, and the the thing was at the top of that building. So, it, and that was so far away from my dorm room, it it was, it hurt. Um, and I was just like, well, I'm wearing this. I looked down, I'm like, I'm wearing a Hokie Nation t-shirt. It's, this is what's going to happen. I'm also wearing shorts. Okay. Excellent. Uh, And I look back at those pictures, and I'm like, man, uh, why was I such a doofus? I was getting into an honors fraternity, and I'm such a doofus.
1: The other thing that I did when I was 19 was that I uh, did not drive a Kia Rio, uh, which uh, you can... It's a very big (laughs) regret. You can solve that uh, for your own self by buying a Kia Rio with a 60-40 rear split thingy um we're getting we're getting better and better at selling this 6060 rear split thingy it's it's so good um anyways um also i the thing that i think is funny is i don't even drive a kia rio it's not the car i bought it was the first one that came to my head so um anyways uh jeff watches this video of him being a ridiculous 19 year old. And he runs off the stage crying and, uh, Annie looks really upset about what she has just done. Uh, it cuts to some random room, uh, full of like file cabinets and some storage stuff, I guess. Yeah. It looks like Jeff is lying down on the floor and Annie comes in and she's like, uh, she says that she went too far and, uh, Jeff is like, look, no, you knew and and you didn't care, but don't apologize. I got what I deserve. Mm -hmm. They have a moment, basically, where like Jeff admits that he was overly cynical about the whole politics thing. And that Annie, of course, went too far because like that that MTV real world audition tape is uh, pretty legit. Yeah. Like no, everyone has seen it now. Yeah. Uh Jeff looks down at his watch and is
0: like, isn't there a final round of debates? And and he's like, Yeah, but I dropped out. And Troy's like, You're missing it. Troy runs to them and it's like, You're missing it. The political showdown of the century. And it's between Leonard and Magnitude.
1: Ha ha. It's great.
0: It also like the we get a shot of the audience during that part, and they're like following like a uh, like a tennis match. It's very good.
1: It's very good. Um, so Annie and Jeff call a truce, and uh, Pierce walks by. I didn't write down exactly what he said, but it's he's he's talking some real like uh, heavy morose wisdom. I have
0: um, I have part of it. Uh, when we seek to destroy others, we often hurt ourselves because it is the self
1: that wants to be destroyed. He turns and he's got a pencil sticking out of his cheek because Vicky finally loaned him that pencil.
0: And then he's like, go to the health center.
1: Uh, we go back to the election. Uh, we have
0: made it to the end of election road.
1: I kind of wish elections uh were a single day affair <laughs> the entire political cycle Oh boy
0: like start to finish that would be great oh boy instead of these years and years are we ready for 2024
1: so we find out that a whopping 11 votes have been ca- 11 votes really okay so the dean looks at the results and in a landslide victory with seven votes it is south park
0: the dean remembers exactly why they abolished student government in the first place as it was this was the exact same result as it was 10 years ago
1: annie and jeff have a moment where they're like well how do you actually like get rid of black mold and they they're like you know i i think this is a nice moment because i think it shows jeff actually being like okay maybe actually caring about a thing is not so dumb as i thought it was and we should actually maybe try to make our school a better place yeah cuts back to troy and abed with their uh, closed circuit tv coverage Mm -hmm. they're like it turns out that the comedy central television show south park is the new president of greendale community college and abed is talking about like the meaninglessness of everything like he's pretty sad and then he ends the like they're signing off and he ends his sign off with did you know that you can make napalm out of common dish soap and cat food which i don't think is a thing
0: i don't think is a thing either but i don't know
1: that i want to google
0: it I definitely do not. The fact that one of us is going to say it in this episode, even referencing it, probably has put us on some kind of list. Are you googling it now?
1: I'm just googling common dish soap and cat food. Not what I'm what not what I'm intending to use it for. <laughs> that makes um, it worse. Uh, okay, uh, Reddit.com/slash/r/slash/community. It's got four comments on it. Um, one of which is just sorry for the poor quality. Cause it's a, it's a clip they put on YouTube. Um, someone else says, I'm guessing the incorrect recipe is the result of American broadcast policy, not a decision by Abed. And someone else says, not true. I tried. So.
0: Oh, good. I'm glad that somebody has tried. Glad, this. Yeah. Uh,
1: anyways, so Troy looks on in horror and then it cuts to the vice presidential convoy. um, <laughs> and uh uh special agent Voorhees. nope that's not the one <laughs> whatever v- we could call Vor- her Voorham. <laughs> special agent verona is volers special agent volers note to <laughs> self cut out all the r- bad ones because you are perfect in every way ben Uh, her phone rings and, uh, she says, uh, I'm sorry, uh, we have to move on. There's an elevated threat at Greendale. Uh, we need to move on to to city college, but I'll check out that threat personally.
0: Uh, Biden wakes up (laughs) and says that he had a dream that he was a regular president. I just had a dream that I was a regular president, which god bless him he he saw he, got, he made that happen
1: he made it happen there's a uh twitter account that is just it's out of context community mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's a great I it's a great
0: account you should follow both it if
1: you can. when he won the 2020 election and when the results got certified and when the inauguration day happened i'm pretty sure the account tweeted that every single one of those days
0: it's it's um, it's great the the voice acting on biden is kind of bad though
1: it's it pretty is, bad it's
0: not even trying to <laughs> act like the voice of biden
1: i mean do you think because this was 2010 uh yeah obama had only been president for like a year and change maybe a year in chang so obama had basically been in office for like a year at sure. this point Uh, Two years at this point. So my point is uh, that at this point, Obama had only been in office for like two years. How much did we actually have? How much had we actually heard Joe Biden speak? Because I feel like now. As vice
0: president. Probably not that much, but it's not like Joe Biden just showed up and was like, I'm vice president now. He's been on he's been on in Washington it's like the 70s. No, I
1: I know that, but I'm like, I don't know how most anyone sounds other than like the president. Like, I don't I don't spend my time being like, Yes, tell me tell me things, Senator from a state that I don't live in. Like, I don't know how most of them sound like just off the cuff.
0: Sure. Okay. I'm going to challenge you on this point. I see that you have been hired to be an impressionist of Joe Biden or as before he was president. Would you do research?
1: I mean, no, 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 no. You are, (laughs) you are taking, you are taking this the wrong way. You are saying that because you, you are implying that my point is that because we were not as familiar with Joe Biden's voice in 2011 Okay, that whoever did the impression just didn't know how to do it. What okay. I'm saying is, is that you don't need to pretend to do it well, or maybe it's I even see. funnier if you pretend to do it badly because it's like, uh, otherwise, like, I don't know how they sound. I don't, I probably didn't know how Joe Biden sounded in 2011. And okay. so like this really this really terrible like oh i i had a dream that i was a real president like that's fine okay like that works for me in 2011 now in i know what 2021 like i know i know very well what his voice sounds like i've heard him talk so many times now at this point i'm like oh yeah that's so bad but when he was just vice president and had only been vice president for two years like fine whatever That's that's fine and, I, I, and are, I, w- I had a group I was <laughs> a real president. Sure. Like that's fine. That works for and, me. I can and, do that. And that's a, fine. You know,
0: I y you've got a point, and then like the whole thing about Obama's voice and people that do does Obama's voice is that he's got that very distinctive way of speaking that I don't think uh, Joe Biden does as much. So I I see where your point is.
1: All I'm saying is my Joe Biden impression is better than my Andy Dick impression. So
0: Well, because you've heard uh, Joe Biden more recently than Andy (laughs) Dick.
1: Uh, I mean, whenever I do my Andy Dick impression, it's usually I have watched the episode with Andy (laughs) Dick in it where he says a line or two 20 minutes before we started recording. (laughs) So I think think you're pointing out. I
0: think you're just more talented as a Biden impressionist rather than an Andy Dick impressionist
1: uh what if i did an impression that was andy dick doing a joe biden impression
0: i think most <laughs> of us would turn off the podcast and i worry that i might just end the video call right there
1: i uh, yeah i think that is i think that's audio poison so we cut to the tag <laughs> where it is abed. it's a very cute tag it's a very cute tag abed is in his dorm room he is watching kick puncher it is the end of Kick Puncher. Mm. We have seen this this end of Kick yes. Puncher before.
0: The TV is kind of angled out the window in a weird way, and he's kind of sitting in a different portion of his room. And it turns out the Volers is on a stakeout watching him and the movie. And then Abed grabs his lamp and talks into it, saying, That was fun. We, uh, next time you're in town, maybe you can observe me having dinner. Honk twice for yes. Uh, and then he hears two
1: honks. He's like, he's like cool. Right. cool, 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 cool. I also really love that the fact that the one time I actually had her name uh in my notes rather than the agents, you were the one talking, so I couldn't even be like, "Aha, I know her name this time <laughs> every other time it's like i, special, I ruined it for you special agent Robdo
0: engine engine exactly
1: uh anyways that is the end of the, it's a very cute tag i really I, I, i've always I, like it's this is not one of the funnier tags but i've always appreciated this yeah, it's, it's cute. very cute it's a I, very I cute i really tag. like
0: that every time that abed watches the end of pretty much anything but mostly kick puncher he just does a silent like little like yes like a fist pump just a small one it's like yes
1: Hey, you know when it's very uh, good when you really like something. Plus, okay, when when you're in like a movie theater and like it's a big old. Remember being in movie theaters when you're in a movie theater oh, and the you, the ending comes have up you and ever everyone been in a
0: movie theater and Sorry.
1: everyone claps and every time I'm just like, why are you doing this? <laughs> nobody, nobody who worked on this oh, movie man. can hear it. Can hear the J- clapping.
0: Just trust me. The next time I go to a movie theater, I'm clapping the entire way through. <laughs> like you can everyone,
1: put, everyone's <laughs> going to be like sir I'm trying to watch the movie and you're gonna be like I'm just so happy to be in a movie theater and they will be like all right that's legit look Can't I am sorry
0: I am ruining your watching of the Muppet Christmas Carol but I am I have to clap the entire way
1: please clap so uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I did it that's for you the end, buddy that's the end of the episode and that means that it is time for great, great. I I think this
0: is a really funny episode. Um, It is a little weird because so many of our study group gets sidelined. It kind of is, you know, you get basically uh, uh, Jeff and Annie and then Abed and kind of bits and bits of Troy. And then everybody else is just kind of out of there. Um, but it is, it is good to kind of build a world of the tertiary characters of Greendale. Uh, you get, you, we meet Vicky, who is a woman with a shirt and a backpack and a hat, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and may we or may not be the heiress to a pencil fortune. Who knows?
0: It is not in the text. We are just assuming. Um, and you know, you get magnitude and Leonard and Starburns and all the, and the Dean, the Dean certainly gets to do a lot here. Um, that you get a lot of characters you don't see very often. Um, that being said, it does suck to have Shirley yet again on
1: the sidelines. Like, uh-huh. Like, I think Brit- she's in this episode less than she was last episode where we talked about this. Yeah.
0: It would be really nice to have a Shirley centric episode soon. Um, I don't remember if if they do have one soon, but you know, I it just feels like you know, they don't really have an idea for Shirley, but they have an idea for all these weird characters that are on the side, like Leonard and Magnitude and things like that. Again, I love Magnitude, don't get me wrong, pop-pop. Pop-pop. Um, I think it's a funny episode. I think there's a lot of funny bits in it. I love uh, Jeff's uh, MTV audition tape. It makes me laugh every time. And I I, I think the, the connection between Abed and... Uh, agent volers is very good i think you know it's well played and i and i really like this episode you know and i and honestly for uh portending and 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 noticing or not noticing for um forecasting that uh, vice president biden would soon be one day be president biden i give this an a excellent and also it's funny and it's a good episode and things like that
1: yeah i think it's a solid episode um I think I like Abed and uh Special Agent volers as a as a storyline it's it's pretty fun. The debate thing is pretty great. Uh obviously it's got magnitude pop pop. Pop pop. And also with you. Um so <laughs> I think it's I think it's really good. Um I think that it's I think it's solid. I honestly don't have a whole lot to say about it uh else. Uh, a whole lot else to say about it one way or the other. Um, I think it's a solid B. Um, I think that, uh, it's one of those episodes where I'm like, it's not that there's anything like really wrong with this episode. Um, sure. it's just when I'm comparing it to other community episodes, I just, I think it's, it's more of a, a B episode, I guess. Um, Fair enough. I do also really enjoy Jeff having a little bit of character development. Uh, in this where he at the end is like yeah like let's actually make the school better um i think it's pretty good um but yeah i mean i think my favorite moment is, is you know jeff uh doing his his audition tape magnitudes pop pop and then uh uh the the tag is just adorable as heck but like most of the rest of the episode i'm like yeah it's fine like it's pretty good um no problems with it but it does make it more of a b episode then enough a, uh but we want to know what you think of this episode uh what ridiculous things did you do when you were 19
0: what have you googled about napalm apparently
1: <laughs> maybe don't tweet it uh a tweet about yeah let's that, not uh, let's let's uh, not uh-huh. do that
0: one actually now that i think about it <clears throat> uh what do you dream of like like then vice president joe biden
1: dreaming about being a regular president What would you say to a person on the street to weird them out?
0: I was kind of trying to avoid not doing that one, but I guess, I guess we're going to do it.
1: We want to know all of these things and, oh, uh, what do you think of the 1982 movie Cat People? Uh, Please tweet at me about that. I almost Uh,
0: forgot about the Cat People.
1: We want to know all these things and more. You can contact us through Twitter at GoodGreendale. You can find a contact form to send us a good old fashioned email. That is at goodmorninggreendale.com. And of course, we are on Patreon. Whether or not you ha- have billions of dollars that you're losing a day <laughs> or just a regular Joe, if you want to support us, uh you know, a dollar, five dollars, ten billion dollars, whatever you want to do, you can do that at patreon.com slash back to futurama. Or you cannot do that because this yeah. podcast will continue to be free. Exactly. Uh, shout out to everybody but
0: Jeff Bezos for we're do, coming to the end of this. Now, Jeff, I am asking you to put some money in our Patreon. Come on, you've got enough. Um, but That yes, does remind
1: uh, me. We, we have a new Patreon patron, by the oh, way, that we should shout out. It is not, is not it Jeff, Jeff Bezos? Bezos. Okay,
0: okay. It's not Jeff Bezos. Okay. I was worried there not, for a moment.
1: It is Uh, not at all Jeff Bezos. My
0: my threat to Jeff Bezos about putting money in our Patreon would have gotten kind of mean when when it was Jeff Bezos, but it's not Jeff Bezos.
1: Uh, No, uh, we have a new Patreon patron, uh, Michael. No last name, so thank you. You know who you are. You know which Michael you you are.
0: And you know what? I think you've got a pretty great name.
1: I mean, you can't go through life as a Michael without spending your entire life figuring out which one... Which Michael people are talking about? You're a pro at this by oh, now.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, there was once a company of 25 people that had three mics at it, and we all that's, went by our last name.
1: That's, that's yeah, that's a lot. Um, So thank you, Michael. 25
0: people should not have that many Michaels, is all I'm saying.
1: That's a high Michael to non-Michael exactly, ratio. Exactly,
0: right? That's a lot.
1: Thank you for being a Patreon patron. And I think that will do it for us this week. Yes, I think we've done a lot. And until next time, I'm Ben.
0: And I'm Mike.
1: I I wish you wish you luck.